It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, hello, hello. Sports. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for To The Max Sports. And not turning off the wrong mic. <laughs> Are we good to go? Or do we're we good need no. another no. take? No, we're, we're good. Right, I, just, first, I, I just hit the wrong fader. <laughs> first take. Well, guys, stick around for the show. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the NFL. We may do some sports trivia uh, at the end of the show. So test your sports trivia rules knowledge. You're yeah, probably just, yeah, just just see how much smarter you are than smarter us. Smarter than <laughs> us. And then I was going to, um, Bob, uh, I think you were around the same age as me, mid-late 50s. Something like that, though, though a proper lady doesn't, doesn't say her age. But, you know, to me, music was always a big part of my life. Music was a sport. So I am going to give you, if I was on an island, my top five albums that I would have to have if I only had five albums to choose from. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. So uh, I'm going to read them to you, and then you give me your thoughts on those and what you think. You know, this sounds like one of my first date things years and years ago. It was the, if you were on a deserted island and you could only have three artists, who would they be? Yeah, I asked that on first dates, and this is not a first date. <laughs> it's not. We've had many <laughs> dates since then and after that. But... um you know, it's funny because I grew up basically in the 80s. I mean, I was born in 65, but my formative years as a young teen were the 80s. Not one 80s album made my list, just to let you all know. Well, what what I find depressing getting older is hearing songs that I remember when they came out and being excited about them and going to the Tower Records to go get the album, and I now hear them at the HEB. Yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> That's when you know you're getting old. Absolutely. But let's get on to football. Yeah, yeah, you were channeling the Giants. Uh you must they must have been listening to you. They sang Saquon Barkley. Is a real if you peel back the onion and the actual news headline on Saquon, they really didn't do all that much. They they modified his franchise tag, which yeah. he then signed. They gave him two mil bonus. They gave him a two million bonus, and there, and this is riddled with incentives on top of his eleven million dollars. Yeah. He has to rush for more than thirteen fifty yards. He has to catch more than sixty five. He has to. I forget what the touchdown thing is, and there's an incentive in there for them making the playoffs. I think it's a recognition that they run the offense through him, as I said last week. Mm-hmm. However. For all you running backs that were on the Zoom call and wanted a kumbaya, let's let's all strike together. Guess what? Saquon screwed y'all. Yep, conquer and divide. And the NFL ain't stupid. No, the NFL isn't stupid. And I was having this debate with someone last night. You know, if if I'm looking at an eleven million dollar price tag for a running back, and let's and let's say they're top of the market. Let, let's say they are one of the top five running backs. Okay. In the league. Am I better off to let that guy go and sign two, $3 million a year running backs or hell, even three, $3 million a year running backs. Is my production going to be the same? I think if you apply a money ball approach to this, I would almost rather have a platooning three running back Mm -hmm. uh, rotation than a single running back who may go down with injury in the first Mm -hmm. week. 
And there's an emotional argument to be had that these guys get all the abuse on every player. They're running up the middle. They're blocking. They're tackling. Well, guess what, dudes? That's your position. If you want to get paid more, go be a tight end. Go be an offensive lineman. Go be a go be a wide receiver. That's the way the NFL has evolved into. This is no longer the league of Jim Brown. Yeah. This is no longer the lead of league of Barry Sanders. Well, sticking with that NFL theme, uh, I guess you were saying there's some Dalvin Cook rumors that he may be going with the Jets. I saw that Aaron uh, took a pay cut. He restructured his contract when he was traded. You're not, not going to hit the... I don't care! Uh, I do care. When when he was traded, it was only on a one-year deal, and it was worth a lot of money. He's basically restructured it so it goes over two. I guess he is taking a pay cut, but... Is that to make some money moves? I think it's a realization that he can't that he can't pass and catch the ball at the same time. <laughs> um, Man, they got some weapons. If they added a running back like Cook, ooh, he's st- he's still out. making he's still making a lot of money, and and I don't care if they add Delvin Cook. They're not they're not playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, bigger news was on the left coast. Justin Herbert signed for the highest average annual value of any player in NFL history: fifty two point five million dollars a year annual value on his contract. For a guy that really hasn't produced, you know, playoff-worthy numbers. That's, but I will I will counter back. I don't think that's really him. I think that's really the organization. Um, okay. And and we are in a quarterback-dominated league. If you have a core, if you have a good quarterback, and I don't know if I would put Herbert in that great quarterback category yet. But he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. You got to you got to lock him up, and that's what they did. They locked him up, and that might be a value ten years from now. I'm I, sure every contract's going to be a value after Burroughs gets paid. I actually think I my my feeling is is toss up between Justin Herbert and uh, Jalen Hurts from Philadelphia. I'd actually take Justin Herbert. In a based on based on. Body of work today, yes, but potential. I think, I think, I, I, I think, I think Jalen Hurts may have hit the top of his ceiling. We'll find out. We will find out. With a few exceptions, the quarterback who is able to distribute the ball, be a pocket guy, and be mobile when he needs to be, not mobile all the time is the way to go. I will say that he's lessened his chances of injury more so than a Jalen Hurts who likes to tuck and run. Yeah. So anytime you tuck and run, you, you, you're going to risk some type of injury well, more I mean, so than your... It, it also puts the organization at an interesting position. Mm-hmm. For a Jalen Hurts, and, and this is what's happening in San Francisco. So for Jalen Hurts, they have to run that offense as a quarterback running offense. Which means if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, pun not intended, and and their backup, the QB two, is more of a traditional distribute the ball, they're calling a totally different set of set of plays. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with San Francisco, and why I think uh, Lance may actually get traded. Yeah, Brock Purdy's been cleared. Brock Purdy has been cleared, but you have two out of three quarterbacks in that room who are. Distribute the ball, be effective downfield, 
guys. Now, six months ago, when I told you that, you were like, "No, Trey's going to be the starting quarterback." Because because I didn't because I didn't think Purdy was going to be able to come back, and that was actually before they traded for Sam Darnold. So I think your quarterback depth chart in San Francisco is Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Lance. So I would be interested. I'm going to be interested to see what they're able to do if they're able to shop Lance around. His body work is small, but it's actually not that bad. Yeah. It's really not that bad when they had an offense that was built for a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully for me as a 49ers fan, Shanahan is a wonderkin. He was able to retool that offense very, very quickly to get back to a Jimmy Garoppolo, who's more of a distributor, more of a leader. Mm-hmm. And then when Garoppolo goes down, you just plug in, you know, Brock Purdy, again, leader, distributor of the ball, very non-ego based. I'm just going to do my job. And that offense succeeded. I think we still have that same situation in in San Francisco. I think Darnold will be that same type of guy. Mm -hmm. Well, staying with that NFC theme, uh, the Cowboys may have some things going on. They did sign uh, Diggs, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a good move. Yeah. He's got some really good stats, man. I mean, he's... (sighs) He's an interception machine. What I didn't understand, I saw I saw a crawl from Mike McCarthy, a crawl on Mike McCarthy saying, we're going to run the damn ball. And back to the quarterback, or get back to the running back thing. With who? Pollard. Who still hasn't signed his tag. No, did, did Pollard sign his tag? I want to say maybe he did. But he might not have any, he, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He might not be able to run behind. Yeah, I, yeah he, actually, Pollard did sign his tag way back in March. But now um, you got... Uh, well, you have Zach Martin Zach sitting Martin out. Now. Uh, He's 32, he, and he wants to get paid. He deserves to get paid. He does. He's one of the best offensive linemen, he's a, he's and he's probably at one-third of, of where the market is right now. So he deserves to get paid. I can understand his angst, but then they're going to say, hey, you're 32. You know, hey, thanks for your service. Yeah, they 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 need him to they need him to they need him on that organization. Hey man, the NFL is going to have to address something where they are addressing it, but I don't see the problem going away anytime soon. Another guy from the Broncos got suspended for betting on NFL games last year. We're up to about ten so far since the league instituted that policy well i don't think the nfl has a problem i think players have a stupidity problem so how is i i i don't see the problem going away anytime soon because there's a lot of not so smart nfl guys out there that just obviously when you can't go through an nfl season without betting on the nfl that's a problem possibly maybe they need to have an amnesty program that if someone realizes they have a problem, they raise their hand and go, I have a problem. I've done some stuff. I want to get better. I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to say it up front. Maybe, maybe that helps. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to take the naive, immature, don't know what I'm doing excuse from a 24-year-old who's making a couple million dollars a year. You don't get that excuse. You don't. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the same way if I'm, a, if I'm a mid-level executive at a large company and I get insider information and I trade stocks on that company and I get fired and sanctioned by the SEC for it, 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know the rule. Well, to date, uh, I think there's been 10 suspensions. I don't even think they can participate in fantasy football. And fantasy football is huge. I've actually never played it. But I've seen guys, they're not even watching the game. They're just they're just so focused on their play. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To me, to me, the reason I don't play fantasy football, I think one time I someone asked me and I gave him a guy's name who I thought would do well. But I find myself so out of tune with the game and watching what that one player was doing on the field. I was like, this is no fun. I I couldn't play fantasy football because I'm too much of a homer for the teams that I'd like. <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, San Francisco defense. Okay, San Francisco running back. Okay, San Francisco wide receiver. Okay, San Francisco quarterback. So what you're saying is you'd be a better gambler betting on the team than on players. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, getting back to NFL players being suspended for gambling, mm-hmm. you know the rules. If you, if you need to gamble, go watch the Greyhounds. You know, go watch the ponies. Yeah. Go Something. bet. Go go bet on the U.S. Women's National Team soccer. As long as it's team. not during during the football season, because there's it's zero tolerance. They can't even walk into a sports book casino. So if I'm in Vegas, I walk into the sports book and I play for the NFL. That's a violation. Really, I, I did not mm-hmm. know that part. I mean. I, I knew they weren't allowed to bet on their own sport, which is always good. Yeah, I forgot my glasses, but I was going to read to you some of okay. it. But while I'm looking for that, you're speaking of violating ethics, your boy Jim Hairball. Uh, Did he? They're suspending him for X amount of games. You tell me. Well, he denies the allegations. I did not have Michigan relations. Michigan, Michigan self-reported what was going on. If you read what he quote unquote may or may not have done four games is a little crazy. Now, all that being said, have you looked at Michigan's schedule in the first four games? Let I'm me, a, let, I'm let, a Buckeye. I don't give a rat's ass. Let me bring up the Michigan football schedule during Coach Harbaugh's oh, I think suspension. Like, yeah, like I saw it. Like it's awesome. Yeah, like uh, they uh, open the season against East Carolina. Ooh. Their next game is against UNLV. Then they play Bowling Green, and then they play Rutgers. So, and then and 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 then and then when Harbaugh comes back, they they play Nebraska, followed by Minnesota, followed by Indiana. They play their first really hard game in October against Michigan State. I don't even know if that would be a hard game. Their percentage to win those games right now on the the uh, power index, yeah, doesn't dip below ninety five percent. I could call for Michigan those first four games and blow each one of those teams out. And I don't even know their playbook. Well, I just thought I had to run it by you. I, I think it is a little bit of an overreaction. And it shows how out of touch with reality the NCAA is. I think those cats are scrambling to figure out their relevancy in the current state of things as they are about to go the way of the dinosaur, when these power conferences finally get the gumption up and say, we don't need you NCAA. Now, going back to your thing about Title IX, I actually did hear an interesting interesting thought. Take away football 
out of the Title IX calculation. Mm -hmm. So the Title IX, for those that are listening or watching, Title IX means that I must have an equal number of athletes on the female side as I do on the male side. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't know, a college football team probably fields 100, 110 more or less, more or less on their full roster, mm-hmm. and they suit up fifty-five or sixty on game day, whatever that is, yep. and they have a large number of scholarship athletes. What that actually does is it kills it kills some men's programs, so you can't have a men's volleyball team because you got to have a women's volleyball team to offset the take college football take football out of Title Nine, recalculate Title Nine, and I think we get to a better equitable situation. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I have a lot of good ideas. A lot of good, good, you're like me. I have a lot of good ideas that no one listens to. Well, no one listens to me in general. So, so nobody will probably listen to this. But you know what? I, I grew up uh, 70s, 80s, 90s. Those are my formative years. I was thinking about this the other day. Just kind of change the format a little bit. Okay. These are my top five albums. If I'm stuck on an island. Okay. Were, were you much of listening to music when you were a kid? Was that a big part of your life? Uh, I listened to a lot of classical music when I was a kid, and my first band that I really listened to was either Men at Work or the Charlie Daniels Band. You were a weird kid. I'm I'm a weird adult, so why wouldn't I have been a weird kid? (laughs) So here's number five on my list. Okay. Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion, one and two. Okay. Great. You know, a lot of people have different thoughts about uh, Axl Rose. He's one of those who love him or hate him. Okay. Some people cannot stand his voice. I thought the album was a great album. Oh, yeah. Got a tie for fourth. I'm sorry. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, Cracked Rearview Mirror. Okay. That was, to me, that was a phenomenal album. I'm okay with that one. And then Alanis Morissette's album, Jagged Little Pill. Okay. There wasn't a track on that album. If you're a younger kid. That's not ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> uh, but if you pull up these young people, just just listen to some of these and make your comments. Eagles' greatest hits, number three. Okay, not a, not a bad song on their greatest hits. Well, it's called their greatest hits for a reason, I would think. Because they had some great hits. I I I think you're kind of like I don't know you're you're kind of pulling your punch on that one. <laughs> number two, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Okay. Did you like that? Did you listen to it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the songs off of that one. The only one I didn't really like that kind of was Money. That song was... Okay, fair enough. But my number one is Steely Dan, the Asia album. Okay. You had Peg, you had Josie. uh, Just a tremendous album through and through. And the musicianship on that was absolutely phenomenal. You, You came to me cold with this. So I have not had a chance to prepare. I was going to have you do your top five next week. I am going to do my top five next week, but I'm going to give you my, my, a couple of my thoughts. Yeah. Beach Boys, Pet Sounds. Yeah. Probably, well, was, yeah, probably was. one of the best albums of all time for the, for the artistic, everything about it. Yeah. Um, I really like that, that one. That's a great one. Um, I don't know where I'm where, where I'm going to go on this. I mean, I have a lot of a lot of bands that I really like over the years: Sticks, Dire Straits. But then again, those are great bands, and I yeah. agree. I can listen to them all day long. But 
an album like Kansas album was good. You know, the well, I mean, I mean, I could take, I could take, I mean, I could, I could use your Heisman, the actual issue and go, okay, sticks, greatest hits, dire straits, greatest hits, but, but, but I'm not going to take that out. I am actually not going to pick a greatest hits album at all. It was tough. And I knew it was greatest hits, but I mean, it was the Eagles. Come on. Yeah. And then, and then going into the eighties, you know, a lot of bands here and there. Yeah, there wasn't that. I, I loved all the music, but there wasn't that one album that I probably listened to, and every song I was like, "Oh wow!" I'm I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna have to try really, really hard and figure out which one of Jimmy Buffett's albums I'm gonna put on my list because he's gonna be on my list somewhere. Actually, ACDC. Um, which one was theirs? The one that had Nightcrawler on it. That was a great album through and through. Each song was good on that. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of interesting. I'll, I, I, I will, I will pull up my, I will put together a list of my top five albums. Just and my, put the, a list of your top five classical music. Cause I might fall asleep. Well, that one's really, really hard. Cause you have two dimensions to classical music. You have the actual work and then the actual performing, uh, entity that's, that's doing it. I mean, yeah, I mean, but but to your point on classical music, like Steely Dan, a lot of their influences were came from the classical. Music, oh yeah, like and even the Van Halen's, and 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 none of us, neither of us, have recognized Queen at all. Talking about being influenced by many, many different yeah, things, genres. I mean, that's that's going to be a yeah. hard one because I that's committed to no greatest hits. <laughs> So I got to figure out the, the the Queen album that I really really like. Yeah, good stuff. Maybe Day at the Races. I think that was the, great. Yeah, I don't know whether that's the name of the album, but that's the Bohemian what, Rhapsody. What, Night, Night at the Opera or something. I think. Yeah, I gotta I, I gotta remember that that one. Yeah, really talented. Well, leave your comments on that, folks. Uh, anything else, brother Bob? No, I think I'm good, man. All right, man. Well, we will see you next week. Until then, as always, O H. Peace out. I O.